Hartley Brooks almost exploded. The interfering fool! Brooks did not say the words aloud. The anger and rage that were seething within him as he listened to the red-haired young man were near the boiling point, but nonetheless he managed to smile. His well-laid plans might be crumbling about him. The interplanetary empire he had coveted for so long might be escaping his grasp. But his external appearance was that of a man well pleased with himself and with everyone else. For Captain Future, whatever Brooks might call him, was in reality far from a fool, and it would not do for Future to suspect all that was at stake in the matter soon coming to a vote. Brooks, with a fixed smile almost seeming to grow out of his face, glanced casually about him. The Interplanetary Board of Governors, which had been called together in special session to consider the system's greatest problem, was hanging intently on Future's every word. There was no sign of disagreement with what he was proposing, and Hartley Brooks, together with a few members who would vote as he directed, dared not attract attention to himself by openly opposing the popular Kurt Newton. The question of overcrowding, Captain Future was saying, must be faced frankly. Halfway methods, such as have been tried before, must be discarded. Take a look, gentlemen, at the situation that actually exists on several of the more densely populated planets. The televisor screen glowed. One of the hanging cities of Mars appeared before their eyes. Layer after layer of crowded buildings, crowded streets, pallid and unhealthy-looking people passed in review. You see the result of lack of adequate sunlight. It is true that sunlight substitutes exist, but they are expensive, and so long as men in power remain greedy, they will not be supplied in sufficient quantity to maintain what we consider normal health. Consider now the condition here on earth itself. The smile on Hartley Brooks' face became sardonic. It was almost as if Future were making a personal attack upon the capitalist, for that hanging city of Mars belonged to Brooks. It was his greed that was being damned. Those overcrowded towers on Earth, those swarming underground beehives on Venus, that thin strip on the twilight zone of Mercury, all were his. He wondered if Captain Future had any suspicion of that truth. He had covered his trail well, but still one never was sure about Kurt Newton. As for the outer planets, we have succeeded in establishing colonies on many of them. Future's resonant voice went on. But they will never absorb the excess population from Earth alone, not to speak of Mars and Venus. Jupiter and Saturn, vast as they are, are for the most part uninhabitable by humanoid types. Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto are almost total losses. There remains but a single possible solution. Brooks grew tense. He knew what was coming. But it would not be any more palatable for that. He had worked hard these past few years, operating behind the concealment of dummy brokers. He had slowly been gathering the threads of a great monopoly into his hands. Railroad, shipping, interplanetary traffic, heavy industry, food manufacture. It was hardly possible to name an important basic industry in which he did not have the controlling share. He would be the nearest thing to a czar that the system had ever known— and now the entire fabric of his empire was being torn to shreds by this interfering, serious-minded young—he sought for a suitable word. Fool did not fit Kurt Newton.